known by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Good afternoon and welcome to this uh, edition of the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network, Monday, February 6th it is. And uh, we are uh, more than halfway through our car raffle and uh, we'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, the, the, some of the anecdotes of our visits to uh, various parishes. Uh, Cecil and Diane and I all went to different parishes yesterday, so we'll give you some updates. And I had a really cool experience at the cathedral that I'll tell you about. Uh, so that's coming. Also, where we're going to be this weekend, we have three live remote broadcasts to tell you about uh, this week alone. And then I'm very excited about this at quarter after the uh the actor who plays august father augustus tolton um i don't know if you're familiar with his story uh father augustus tolton uh from slave to priest imagine that being a slave and then becoming a, a priest and perhaps one day a, a canonized saint i don't know where they are in that process but the actor is jim coleman and he is coming a, a one-man play uh, a couple of performances uh, uh next week it's going to be uh, Holy Cross Parish Hall in Dallas, uh, Wednesday, February 15th, and then on February 18th, he's going to be at Holy Trinity Catholic Church. So he's going to join us a quarter after on the phone. So we'll talk to the actor who plays uh, Father Augustus Tolton. And then uh, we're very excited because in the second half of the program, we've got some Catholic students from Mary Immaculate School coming uh, to visit us along with their principal, <laughs> uh, Sister Marianne uh, and Father Alphonse, uh, the, the pastor over there at Mary Immaculate, arranged this. He is not able to make it himself, but uh, he sent the principal and some ambassadors uh, to talk about an open house that they're going to have this Thursday at Mary Immaculate Catholic School in Farmer's Branch, uh, which is a really good school. I mean, it's uh, I think they've won some awards, and so we'll have give them a chance to brag about the school and all that kind of good stuff. All right, so uh, let's get right into it. Cecil Anderson is on the other side of the glass. we got Diane in studio. Don't forget, uh, we are... Uh, broadcasting via Facebook on our North Texas uh, a channel. Is that that one we haven't been kicked off yet? Is that right, Cecil? Yes, okay. we're not kicked off of Facebook as of yet. Okay, uh, but all yes. right. YouTube Can't, channel. Our GRN about. YouTube channel, I think we will, that'll be lifted tomorrow. <laughs> we can oh, is be that back. right? Yeah, we should be back this week for Back to the Father on our YouTube channel. All right, very good. Just in time to not have a show on Friday. Exactly. <laughs> Funny how that worked out. Why couldn't it have been the other way around? <laughs> I know, I know. It doesn't always work out. Uh, no, thanks to William Kirkendall. He's our uh, ACE uh, high school homeschool intern. He comes in twice a week and does a fabulous job. So he's handling all the behind the scenes uh, social media stuff. So, all right, let's, uh, let's get right to it. Uh, Parish Talks last weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll each give one anecdote of our, of our time, okay? And I'll let you guys go first. I will tell you the parishes that we, we went to that none of the three of us physically went to. Uh, we want to thank All Saints Parish in uh, Fort Worth, and also St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Dallas, 
and St. Jude Parish in Allen. And so uh, it was great to uh, to be there. And then uh, Cecil was at Divine Mercy of Our Lord uh, in Mesquite. I was at the cathedral downtown. And Diane went to Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Dallas. So, Diane, what was the, the biggest takeaway of your time at uh, uh, Our Lady of Perpetual Help? Oh, just the kindness of the people, just a very welcoming environment. And my sister, um, Celine tagged along with me. Oh, and really? She said she felt like she loved the mass and she loved the priest there. And she met some nuns. One was from Kerala, India, huh. where our, um, part of us are a part of that region. Oh, so, right. and only one English, one English mass, yeah, pri- one primarily English mass, Hispanic parish, right? And they still supported us. And, yeah. you know, um, I was just, you know, it's not that far from our studio. Oh, no. It was very close to our old studio. <laughs> yeah. It's like hidden. You know, yeah. it's like near the Love Field Airport. All right. So Our Lady Perpetual Help and then Divine Mercy of Our Lord Parish, uh, Father Wilmer, Father Wilmer, who did a show here for many years in our Spanish station, was there. And I understand he was very supportive. And uh, we actually you know, saw quite quite a few tickets uh, at Divine Mercy over the weekend. So Sissel was there for the uh, was. Was it the youth mass. I think it was, although I, I don't know. It, it, I saw youth around, but I wasn't sure. I was expecting, you know, the youth to be doing like different things. But uh, I think it was technically the youth mass. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, I, I also I went into it expecting a youth mass and it wasn't quite that. Well, you're pretty young. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, you're so, almost there. Exactly. Yeah. I represent Represented the youth. That, that day. That's right. Um, no, it was a it was a beautiful uh, experience. I've never been to that parish. Uh, they are very vibrant, though, and uh, I did have a, a really cute family come over to buy tickets. And it was a dad and his two sons, and the two sons were so excited. They were like, "Oh, they were looking at the car. They go, we love Mercedes Benz. Oh, we can't wait. I hope we win it." And they were helping fill out the ticket stubs, and uh, it was just really sweet to yeah, see how enthusiastic they were. I love to see were. that when people, uh, you know, because I mean, well, if people ask me, of course, we sell lots of tickets sure. and. You know, somebody's going to win it, and, you know, often the person that wins it says, I never win anything, And uh, but, you know, realistically, most of the people that buy tickets are, are supporting Catholic Radio, and they, they don't win the car, but I just love to see that people do get excited. You know, hope springs eternal in the human breast, as absolutely, they say. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so my quick story about the cathedral is that the cathedral, like Our Lady of Perpetual Help, has mostly Spanish masses, but they have two English masses every weekend, 8 a.m. and 12 noon. And we were told the 12 noon mass, we weren't, they weren't sure if we're going to be able to speak or not because Bishop Burns was the celebrant and it was a special mass for the Vincentians, the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Okay. So, uh, and I, I, I thought, well, might as well ask and see if maybe we can make an announcement. So I went in and Sylvia from the diocese was there and she said she would ask uh, Bishop Burns. And in typical Bishop Burns fashion, he said, of course, you know, Dave can make an announcement at the end of mass and, uh, so I got up there and, of course, Bishop Burns announced me that the, the cathedral was full because all the Vincentians were there and it was a, a big crowd. And uh, I, I mean, I, I just can't say enough about Bishop Burns and how supportive he is. And even after I made my announcement, he asked me to stay up there and he continued to talk about how much he appreciated Guadalupe Radio and uh, what we do to evangelize. And so anyway, so thank you, Bishop Burns, for the, uh, the warm welcome and uh, all the folks out there at the cathedral uh, as well. It was, uh, I, I didn't even know we were going to speak at that Mass, and it turned out to be awesome. All right, so this coming weekend, Mary Immaculate Parish in Farmers Branch will be there, uh, All Saints Parish in Dallas, University of Dallas, St. Francis Lancaster, not Lancaster, Lancaster, <laughs> you got to say that right, and St. Cecilia Parish in Dallas, so five parishes. And then the next weekend, final weekend, eight parishes. Oh, my. That's the most we've ever done in one weekend. 
Oh dear! Including St. Francis Frisco, <laughs> uh, uh, the um, how many uh, masses good, are at St. Francis? Yeah, those are some big parishes. Yeah, those are big ones. If anybody has any raffle tickets lying around, please mail them to me. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's like, we might run out of raffle tickets. I know. We very well could. It's time yeah. to buckle in, guys. It's going to be a crazy couple weeks. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, these last two weekends are going to be barn burners, as they say. And we also have live remotes uh, this week as well. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, it's going to be Woody B's Barbecue. Yes, I, I love indeed. being over there at Woody B's because he's, he's, he's not really a eat-in kind of place. It's more of a catering place. Uh, I've got kind of a small place over there in Richardson, but we sit in the back, you know, you know, the room next to the kitchen, and and he's all he always has great guests lined up and folks from primarily from All Saints Parish, and so we'll be there t- tomorrow at eleven o'clock. Delicious, delicious barbecue, and I think he's going to give us a hundred dollar gift certificate to give away. Uh, and then Wednesday, ten o'clock, uh, Dr. Michael Norman, chiropractor. And he's got a, a cool package that he's given away too, right? Yes, he does. I'm trying to make sure I don't uh, say it wrong, but I believe it's an evaluation for your family. It is complimentary uh, consultation, examination, and report of findings, which is at a $150 value. Mm, oh, so wow. that's a pretty cool thing to be able to get. And then Thursday, 9 o'clock, CPLC, they're giving away tickets to their event, the Bishop's Dinner. Uh, with Lou Holtz, as yes. we announced last week. Okay, I realize I'm running out of time here, so we got to <laughs> move on. Catholic, Catholic Foundation Award Dinner Saturday night was awesome. Uh, thanks to Bill Kula and Matt Kramer and Cheryl Mansour and all the great people over there that uh, allowed us to be there. And uh, we did some interviews. Um, uh, the honoree was Jack Pratt, who was on this show with us uh, uh, a few weeks ago, a month ago or so. Came in with his wife, Eileen, who is the outgoing chair. And uh, so I had a chance to speak to Matt Kramer, the president and CEO of uh, the Catholic Foundation. Uh, and I love the ambient noise, and yes. you're there, and you know, this is before the event started. You're still going to hear the ambient noise, but I asked Matt about uh, you know, Jack Pratt as the award recipient, and this is what Matt had to say. Jack has been very important to our Catholic community. You'll hear stories tonight about San Juan Diego, working on now uh, St. Augustine Church. He's helped a lot in the Hispanic community. He's helped the immigrants and so forth. If you look at San Juan, they've got a great story with regards to uh, being self-sufficient. Going from being over at Calvary Cemetery and having mass in the soggy grass and so forth to having now a very vibrant parish. And that's because of Jack. Jack worked with the people over there to teach them about the business side and how to take care of, of their own facilities and so forth. Jack, he's been on the finance council of the uh, the diocese. He's helped with the land. JP2 was started. YCP was started with uh, Jack's help. He's just an all-around great guy, and he's quiet about it. Like most of our honorees, they're the quiet ones. Mm-hmm. They don't look for recognition. He did not want recognition for this tonight, but it's well-deserved. And he does have an amazing story. Crazy Remember that one story. that story about uh, Vladimir Putin? Yeah, the, <laughs> the amount of people he has been in the rooms with and had interactions with, including a young Vladimir Putin, yeah. a young Donald Trump. I mean, the stories were endless. <laughs> I know. I know. He's had an amazing life. And at the end of the night, he said something to the effect. And this is a guy who has accomplished a lot. And he's probably been awarded tons of things in his life. Uh, been very, very successful, came out of, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, uh, jo- jo- Joplin, Missouri, yeah, Joplin, uh, Missouri, selling puppies and newspapers and, uh, yeah, you know, during the depression to yeah. support his family and just it was very, very successful. And he said at the end of the night, he said, this was something about like the, the, the best night of my life or something. Yeah. He said it was like the highlight of his life. And I'm like, you've had 95 years of crazy experiences. And I think it's so <laughs> beautiful that that was, 
you know, the highlight. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. All right, so uh, the new uh, Jack's wife, Eileen, as I mentioned, the outgoing chair, and the new chair is a gentleman by the name of Dan Odom, and I had a chance to uh, uh, catch him before the event started and ask him about, you know, how he found out about, you know, uh, being asked to be the new chair and then kind of what his role is. And so here's a little bit, a little cut from uh, Dan, uh, Dan Odom. I was enthused about it. I was excited about it. And I knew that I would be able to do the job because of the great support system around me. The role of the chair of the board of trustees is to provide governance to the Catholic Foundation. So we have a professional staff that does the day-to-day work. And they're a wonderful staff. They do the things that our donors need to help them carry out their charitable giving goals. But the role of the board is to provide that governance and to make sure that we're doing the right things, that are we're performing the fiduciary duties to support our donors, to make sure that we are maintaining our independence from the diocese. We support the Diocese of Dallas, but we are independent of the diocese. And that's really important to our donors and their charitable giving needs. And finally, the role of a trustee is to make sure that we're supporting the strategy of, of the foundation, mm-hmm. to introduce people to the foundation, to spread the word about the foundation, to let people know that you can do things through the foundation. You can do have uh, carry out your charitable giving through the foundation in a way that, that you can multiply those gifts. It's a way that we can, as Catholics, give back to our community. And so that's what's important about it from my perspective. All right, Dan Odom there. Let's uh, just love that 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 background noise. <laughs> Sounds to, like a party. I used to do a show called uh, uh, Sound Bites that during the lunch hour, and I played that kind of sound in the oh, back. Did you? It was, yeah, that was uh, that. You're pretending me. you're eating lunch constantly. Uh, and just <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So you interviewed uh, a young lady. Do you want to play did. those clips? Introduce those. Absolutely. So I got to the honor of introduce or interviewing the winner of the scholarship this year, the Hal Tehan scholarship that the Catholic Foundation gives out every year. And what happens is that each of the Catholic high schools nominate a student and then they write an essay and it's a junior student and they get a scholarship. It's a $10,000 scholarship for their senior year, which is pretty fantastic. And Charlotte Bla- Charlotte Blank was the uh, award recipient or the scholarship recipient this year. And so I first asked her a little bit about her experience. She's from uh, John, John Paul II High School in mm. Plano and asked her what it was like at the school and how she got into her faith a little bit more there. For me, I definitely became more involved in campus ministry during my sophomore year. Freshman year was kind of me getting acclimated to just high school, but then during sophomore year I really became aware of like the different resources that JP2 offered us. So I think the biggest way I've gotten involved is our weekly praise and worship. We have that in the mornings in our chapel and that's just amazing. It's just such a loving community that goes in there like to see the same faces every week. It's just a great way to start off my week. And then also, we of course have our prayer daily over the announcements. And some of my friends like help out with that and read it. So I get to chat with them about that. I really appreciate because all the Catholic identity that's part of JP2. Because I know at a lot of other schools it may be different. And I'm just so appreciative of everything that they provide for us. And uh, Charlotte also, she in her scholarship essay, she wrote a lot how, you know, getting A pluses are great, but really her relationship with Jesus is the most important thing. So I asked her if she had any Bible verse or particular devotion that she loved, and this is what she had to say regarding that. Well, my favorite verse is Psalm 27, and it's really about trust. It talks about, or if I just quote it, it's some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. And I think that's really important to remember just whenever I might be having a shaky time or stressed out, I shouldn't be putting all my eggs in like 
school baskets or like friend baskets. I really just need to give everything up to God and put my trust in Him and know that everything's going to be okay at the end of the day. So that really gets me through it. All right, Catholic Foundation Award dinner last Saturday night. It was uh, awesome, awesome. So thanks to uh, the foundation for putting that on. It's also just a great opportunity to run into so many friends and uh, priests and bishops and uh, just anyways. It, it was awesome. So congratulations again to Jack Pratt uh, for being the uh, award recipient uh, for, for this year. And uh, we look forward to future uh, uh, award ceremonies as well. So thanks, Catholic Foundation. All right. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to be joined on the phone. Jim Coleman is playing the role of Father Augustus Tolton in a, uh, a one-man play that is called Tolton from Slave to Priest. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Father Augustus Tolton, I don't know a lot about him, and uh, we can get the, the information from Jim here in a moment. Uh, but Father Augustus Tolton, uh, as the name of the play implies, was a slave, became a Catholic priest. Uh, he was up in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And this play is produced by St. Luke Productions. You might recall that is uh, the organization that was started by Leonardo de Filippis. He put out the Therese uh, movie a number of years ago. And so the Tolton from Slave to Priest is going, they're going to have two performances coming up in North Texas. Uh, one of them is going to be uh, next Wednesday, February 15th at Holy Cross Parish Hall on Bonnie View Road in Dallas, uh, 7 p.m. And it's admission is a, a free will offering. Okay, so I understand it sounds like this is going to be a free, if you want to go, but you know, if you can make a free will offering, they appreciate that. And then uh, three days later, 2 p.m. on Saturday, February 18th, uh, the performance will be at Holy Trinity Catholic Church on Gilbert Avenue in Dallas. And uh, I can give you some contact information. Now, that show is $10 for adults, $5 for students. And um, uh, and again, I'll let you know how you can do that. So uh, I understand uh, Jim Coleman, who plays Father Augustus Tolton, is on the line with me. Uh, Jim Coleman, good afternoon. Thank you for being on the program. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Let me let me tell uh, our listeners a little bit about you in case they're not familiar with your name. Jim Coleman uh, is playing the role of Father Tolton. Prior to his acting career, he served in the U.S. Army as a medic and having appeared in more than 50 national commercials, Jim is best known for his role as Roger Parker in the hit Nickelodeon show called My Brother and Me. And um, uh, Jim is quoted as saying, as a black man, this is a very important part of history. Is something that I want the world to hear about. I truly feel blessed to be the one to share Father Augustus Tolton with all who will listen, end quote. So, uh, first of all, uh, well, what a great opportunity uh, to play this amazing man. Uh, how did this come about? Did, how did you connect with St. Luke Productions to get this role? Well, basically, um, a friend of mine... Uh, Nicole Abyssinio was helping with some casting uh, and she called me and said that uh, I should audition for this. She said God had laid it on her heart and this was the part for me and I said no I don't do theater I do television and film so uh, you know God was probably talking about another gym <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I mean I literally fought with her about that I said no I'm, I, it's just not something that I'm interested in but because we are such good friends, and when she says God told her to call me, I said, okay, let me give it a shot. Uh, I auditioned um, and didn't get the role. I, I did not get the role of Father Tolton, so I felt that it was all done, it was over, and that was it. 
but I had told my mother and my mother-in-law and my mom and my, my wife, we, we, we talked about what the show was about and what I would be doing had I gotten the role. And my mother and mother-in-law decided that they were going to pray uh, for me to get the role. And I said, it, it's no need. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm not going to do it. You know, somebody else got it. But they said God had other plans. They continued to pray. And Leonardo called me and asked me if I would be interested. And here it is basically four years later, and I have not stopped doing it yet. Oh, wow. So how how much familiarity did you have with Father Augustus Tolton before taking on this role? Was there a big learning curve? And uh, did you even know who he was at the time that you auditioned? I, I had no idea who he was, had never heard of Father Tolton. Um, but I read his biography and was just amazed at what he had gone through um, and uh, the, the trials and tribulations and the perseverance that it took for him to get where he was. I was, I was basically moved by his story. It, it was unbelievable to me. And the, the, the fact that he did what he did and yeah, I, I, I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to tell the story. Yeah. So, you know, without giving everything away, tell us, uh, you know, we, we know from the, the, the title, From Slave to Priest, and I know that, um, you know, the, his story has been told on Catholic Radio before, but I think for probably some people listening right now, this name has never even crossed their radar. So can you give us a little bit of biography of uh, uh, Father Augustus Tolton, a little bit about his story? Yes. Uh, Father Tolton was born in uh, 1854, in uh, Brush Creek, Missouri, to his mother, Martha. And um, they escaped slavery when he was eight years old. He and his two siblings and his mom, they escaped slavery and made it to Illinois. Um, The slave owners had taught his mom about Catholicism. So when she made it to Illinois, she sought out the Catholic Church. Now, me personally, found that to be extraordinary because her slave owners told her about Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And I would think that I, if that's the God the slave owners believed in, then I wouldn't want to believe in that. But <laughs> right. her, her faith was so strong that she knew that God was stronger than the slave owners, than what she had been put through. And she believed that that was the faith that she needed to continue. So she did. She, and here it was in the 1860s, I, I believe, that Father Tolton integrated schools. He was the only black kid in a white school. They kicked him out, but that was nearly 100 years before Brown versus Board of Education. So he was a trailblazer way back then. Um, no seminary in America would take him. No seminary because of his race. They would not um, uh, allow him in, their, in the seminaries. So he, he went to Rome and was ordained in Rome and sent back to the U.S. where um, he stayed and started his church and just moved forward and shared the word of God until he died. It was, it's a, it's a very unique story. And I, I, you have to see it. You have to see it. It's you know, I can talk about it. I can tell you about it, but until you experience this show, because it's a multimedia live drama, which means we have a movie theater with the other characters on it and a live actor on stage. So it is, 
his story comes to life. It truly comes to life. Mm. Are you the only live actor in the play other than what's being projected behind you? Is that how it works, or are there other actors? Yeah. I'm the only live actor. It's a one-man show, uh, but I interact with the characters on the screen as if they are in the audience. Mm. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like a triangle. It's, it's unique. And when people see it, they, they, they're, they're fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah. I see some of the, uh, the reviews that have come through that are on the website. Uh, somebody said, this is an amazing story that I did not know. Thanks for telling us so well and sharing it with me. Uh, one person says, I wasn't sure what to expect. Our priest offered the ticket for anyone who wanted to come to see this. Uh, and as a librarian, uh, it really helped my faith and uh, great storytelling. What a wonderful performance. So it must be good to have some accolades like that. You know, it's interesting, and I don't know how you, you portray this on, on stage, but, you know, from what you just said about uh, Father uh, Tolton, you would think that, you know, he comes back to the United States and he's like, hey, you know, this is, you, you guys wouldn't even accept me in seminary, and now you want me to serve as a priest. It, it would almost. How did he get over a little bit of resentment or maybe even a little bitterness that this is the, this is the, the people that rejected me? Wow, how did he deal with that? Yeah. Well, he didn't know he was coming back to America. He thought he was going to be a missionary in Africa. He had no intentions to come back, <laughs> but they told him that he was. He was disappointed. He was hurt because he's going to go back to the place where he was rejected. But he accepted it. He said, and, and uh, one of his letters, or he says, he, he prayed about it, and basically he says, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. And if you want me to follow you back to Quincy, I will go. And he came back knowing what he would be facing, uh, knowing that it would be difficult, knowing that he would not, uh, he would be, he would not be accepted. Hmm. But he came back and uh, was run out of uh, Quincy, Illinois, because he was taking the parishioners not only from the other Catholic churches, the white Catholic churches, he was taking parishioners from the, the Protestant churches. Everybody wanted to, the, the parishioners wanted to hear him. It was the, the, the clergy that wanted him out of there. Yeah. It, so he ended up going to Illinois. It must be so rewarding for you as an actor uh, to be able to tell this story, because I dare say most people don't even know who he is, and it's a fabulous story. I mean, at least Catholics should know who he is. Uh, what kind of re- <laughs> what kind of reaction do you get at the end of the the one man play when people come up to you and what, what what do they typically say to you? I would say this: that people are truly moved; that their heart they feel this story. It comes to life for them. A lot of people say, "I didn't know." I had no idea who he was. And if I had known that the performance was going to be of this caliber, I would have told people. A lot of people think that it's a little church play. It's free. Don't worry. Just go. Not, they don't expect a lot. But then once they see the show, they're, I mean, it's, it's, it rivals anything that you can see on Broadway. I, I promise you that. Mm. It is an amazing, amazing production. And I am humble, truly to be able to tell this story. Father Tolson's story is, it's like we think about it, uh, uh, Dr. King and all the other uh, uh, black leaders stood on his shoulders. Yeah. He was one of the first. So at this time, and, and, and as, as we go through what we go through every day in America, Father Tolson's story is an inspiration. It is a beacon of light. Um, I would have to say that, you know, he is up for canonization. He's venerable now. 
and he would be the first black man born in America to become a saint. Mm. So it is a huge deal. And I am, like I said, I am truly humbled. It is just more than I could ever imagine. Uh, the, uh, I, there was a young kid with autism in Colleen, Texas. He saw the show. And, and there's some sound effects. One was breaking glass, and I saw him just, like, cringe when he heard it. Uh, and he came up to me after the show. He, he was maybe 12, 13 years old, and he said he had autism. He said, but he wants to be a priest. He says, and I'm willing and I'm ready to face all the obstacles that I must face in order to become a priest. I can only try and live up to what Father Tolson did. And, I mean, for a kid who has autism to say he's ready to become a priest and face whatever whatever obstacles there are, it just it moves me. Those are the type of stories that I get all the time. Mm, that's beautiful. As a, I, I'm a father of a of a nine year old autistic son, and so that that especially <laughs> that really moves me as well. Uh, Jim Coleman is uh, playing the role of Father Augustus Tolton, and uh, and you can just tell that you can see the passion. I can just tell by listening to you that you're a great. You must be an amazing <laughs> actor, uh, and. Uh, uh, it, there, there's two performances coming up here in North Texas. One is next Wednesday, February 15th. Um, it'd be a good day after Valentine's Day uh, treat for your oh, for your for your uh, your wife or you know whoever you want to bring Holy Cross Parish Hall and on Bonnie View Road uh, free will offering and so you can go um, uh, the it's Wednesday February fifteenth seven p.m. and then three days later Saturday February eighteenth at two p.m. at Holy Trinity Catholic Church on Gilbert Avenue uh, ten dollars for adults five dollars for students and uh, for that performance you can call John. Uh, 214-930-6071, uh, 214-930-6071, Holy Cross Parish Hall. I'm guessing you can either go to their website or probably, uh, St. Luke Productions. You can get tickets there as well. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful website where you can see uh, not, not only this play, but a lot of other ones. And, uh, I think it's, it, it, I can just tell from talking to you that the, playing this role has impacted you personally, uh, Jim. How, how has it changed you, uh, from a, a spiritual standpoint or just in any regard? Well, I mean, from a spiritual standpoint, it has really opened my heart. It has really taught me to see that uh, truly we are all one in Christ. God created us all in his image, um, and God didn't send his son to save a few. He sent his son to save all of us. And playing this role and to see how Father Tolton struggled, how he struggled and fought, but never Ever gave up to share God's word and to allow and to be allowed for, for, for myself to be able to share this story over and over and over. I pray to Father Tolton before every performance, and I talk to him throughout the day. But I truly pray that he shares his story, that he paints a picture for the audience to see that I'm a vessel for his story, and it has truly moved me, and I think made me a better person. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can, I can tell. Wow, this uh, amazing. You, um, I, I think a lot of people listening right now are very excited about this. Uh, uh, Jim Coleman, the actor playing Father Augustus Tolton, from slave to priest, uh, and produced by St. Luke Productions, one man play. And as uh, Jim said, there's a lot going on other than him on stage behind him, and uh, it sounds fascinating. Uh, you can go to St. Luke Productions website. I think it's S. TLukeProductions.com. Do you know what, what it is off, off yeah. the top of your head? Is that right, Jim? It's, yes, St. Luke Productions.com, or you can go to Tolton Drama. 
Okay, T-O-L-T-O-N drama.com, tolton and uh, get your tickets. Only two performances uh, next week in North Texas, and it sounds like it's an, a great, great opportunity uh, to, to, to get some uh, a, a wonderful performance. Uh, Jim Coleman, great to speak with you. Thank you very much, uh, and uh, thank you for taking on this role. Um, we appreciate it. It sounds like it's, it's a great opportunity for many people to, to see a great play. Yeah, and thanks for having me. I was born and raised in Dallas, so I can't wait to get home. Oh, awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Jim. Thanks Thanks a lot. Great speaking with you. Thank you also. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, we are uh, – that, that, gosh, that, that gosh, just – Talking to him makes me want to go to that play. I mean, well, you can just tell he's a great actor. Uh, all right, so um, let's take a break, and we're going to come back and talk about Mary Immaculate School in Farmer's Branch. Their principal, Sister Marianne Zuberbuehler, who's a Dominican uh, sister, is uh, here. And also we have uh, three of their uh, ambassadors who are going to talk about the school, what makes it special, and also an open house uh, that they are going to have uh, this coming week, I think it's Thursday. So we'll talk all about that with our ambassadors and the principal of Mary Macleod Catholic School right after this quick break. Do you want to grow closer to God in prayer, overcome temptation, become a better Catholic, grow in holiness in your state in life, and just want to be a happier person? Hi, this is Father Sam Medley from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, host of a weekly program, A Life Lived Joyfully, brought to you by the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays as we dive into the Catholic Daily Mass readings as the basis for this call to holiness, 3 p.m. Central and 4 p.m. Eastern. St. Joseph is a patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an Eagle Housing Lender, NMLS 265303. Hey, Sita, how do you ask, do you love Catholic radio in German? Liebst du das katholische Radio? How about support it by purchasing car raffle tickets for a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250? Unterstütze es mit dem Kauf eines Tickets, mit dem du ein 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250 gewinnen kannst. Hmm, okay. How about get yours at grnonline.com forward slash raffle? Kauf eins auf grnonline.com forward slash raffle. Thank you. I needed that for a PSA. Cool. When are you recording it? Right now. Oh, danke. Hello, I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100. Marty, the GRN is raffling off a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C. Whoa, Doc, that's heavy. What, are we going to have to like go back in time to get tickets? Not at all, Marty. Just call 888-784-3476 or go to grnonline.com. We better hurry, Marty. The drawing takes place February 24th, the year 2023. We really need one of those smartphones, Doc. 
The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com. All right, welcome back. This is the Good News Show, and it is uh, uh, it's Monday, and uh, I'm so excited. Boy, I've got so many people in studio with me. This is so exciting. Young people and religious sister and directors of admissions, and wow, all from Mary Immaculate School. They're located online at mischool.org, mischool.org. And they have an open house coming up this Thursday and uh, we are going to be talking to admissions director Nicole Grobe and also the principal of the school, who is Sister Marianne Zuberbuehler. I think from now on I'm just going to say Sister Marianne, okay? She's a Dominican sister, and she is here along with uh, three of their ambassadors. Uh, and uh, uh, Georgie Delgado is in eighth grade, and she's returning. She was actually here last year when they came. And uh, Becca Keeler... Uh, is in seventh grade, and uh, Griffin Hess is in eighth grade, and so they're all here with. Uh, I don't even know where to start, but I think I'm going to start with uh, with Sister Marianne. But um, thanks to all of you for being here, and also, of course, Father Alphonse Nazaro, who was not able to make it, but he is the pastor of uh, Mary Immaculate Parish, and I know he takes education so seriously. And uh, when he was at All Saints, he brought ambassadors there. And uh, now uh, at Mary Immaculate uh, Parish and School in Farmers Branch, and so uh, Sister Marianne, great, great to see you, and uh, thanks for being here. Thank you. It's great to be with you again. Yeah. So uh, tell us. I remember hearing, uh, gosh, I don't know how many years ago, maybe five years ago, that the D- Dominican sisters were coming to Mary Immaculate Parish, and I just thought, oh, this is this is wonderful. I, I love the Dominicans, anyways, but I just have so much respect for for your order. And so tell us um, about. Uh, that part of Mary Immaculate School and how many sisters are there and uh, just how, how that you know kind of impacts the, uh, the the feel of the school. Yes, it's been a great gift to come to Mary Immaculate. Sister Sophia, Sister Annunciata, and my and I are at Mary Immaculate now. I'm the principal, and Sister Sophia is um, teaches sixth, seventh, and eighth grade religion, mm-hmm. and uh, she does a lot of other things at school, coordinating all of our altar servers, also for funerals at the parish and such. Um, and also Sister Nunciata is in our Catechesis of the Good Shepherd Atrium, so she teaches pre-K through fourth grade. They are able to go. It's a Montessori-based program for uh, teaching the faith, especially focused on sacred liturgy and sacred scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it says here on the, the website, the website mischool.org, uh, Mary Macklin is an award-winning Catholic elementary school, pre-K through 8th, and in the Diocese of Dallas, located in Farmer's Branch. Under the guidance of the Nashville Dominican Sisters, we strive to help students come to know and love the person of Jesus Christ as they strive for college in heaven. We form our students in mind, body, and spirit. So how is it, uh, as the principal and the person that uh, is kind of making sure everything is on track, uh, how, how do you incorporate the spirituality and try to, um, the, the love of Christ and following Christ while in, in the midst of, you know, the, the academic rigor as well? Right. It's so important to remember that we're body soul people. I mean, it's, it's actually hard to forget, but yeah. <laughs> when you approach learning, sometimes we, we go in silos and we think we have to know math, we have to know, um, 
English or whatever we have to know. But the reality is, because we're we're so integrated and God made us that way, we're working at Mary Immaculate to really create a learning environment that fosters wonder, that fosters excitement, so that just to enkindle in students the desire to be lifelong learners, and that means uh, both for their their temporal world and for the for eternity. So mm-hmm. these things are very important as we look at. Um, everything that happens at school each day. So it's certainly rooted in the faith, um, but but really uh, in this world and maybe not of this world is what yeah. we're looking for. So Yeah, and it's, uh, we're going to get to these uh, wonderful ambassadors here in just a moment. I want to bring in uh, Nicole Grobe, who is Director of Admissions. And uh, uh, tell us about yourself. How long have you been uh, at Mary Immaculate and uh, Director of Admissions? Obviously, you're in charge of uh, attracting new students and uh, keeping them. And so, th- th- what, tell us about yourself. Sure. So, I have been a parent at Mary Immaculate uh, for, th- for four years. My daughter is in third grade and she started in kindergarten. Um, I just started as the Director of Admissions in December. So, it's it's a new role for me. It's very mm. exciting. Uh, but it's it's been a really great honor to support the school in a different way than just as a parent volunteer. And I get to work with these great young people every day, and they get to promote the school for us. Yeah, you uh, are very organized because you've got some some bullet points here. So I want to uh, be want to get to the ambassadors in just a moment, but. Uh, tell us about some of the things that makes uh, Mary Immaculate Catholic School unique. I, I know Father Alphonse said, talk about the business school. And I was like, a business program at a, at a grade school? That, that's pretty yes. amazing. So what is this about? So the business program is new. We have uh, Mr. Anthony Polito that teaches in our business program, and he works with all of the students to help them learn life skills that develop them into leaders and they can take into their future endeavors. Uh, One of the things that they're working on is bringing back the golf program so that they can be part of the business world Mm. uh, and and participate in a sport, but also uh, work with others. Um, They work on budgeting and finance, presentation skills, and there's a speaker series where we have local entrepreneurs come in and speak to the students about how they got to where they are and and what formed them to, uh, to get there. So it's it's been a really great, exciting new thing for our school, and I think that all three of these students get to participate in his lectures and, and learn about things from him. Yeah, that is awesome. And so much else. Uh, we'll talk about uh, virtue and practice and uh, the, the, the uh, opportunity for the students to go to Mass as well. But let me, uh, let me bring in our ambassadors, and I'll start with uh, Georgie Delgado, returning for a second year, and she is uh, an eighth grader. And um, for those who haven't heard our interviews about student ambassadors, uh, well, what exactly is an ambassador and maybe some of the roles and you know, what, what's, what, what's, what's that all about? A student ambassador is the welcoming committee for the school. They show people around and prospective um, students, and then they are um, an example of the school. When they go for fundraisers, they hand out pamphlets, mm-hmm. and they work together to create a nice environment for all the yeah. prospective families. Kind of like the, the, the face of the school from mm-hmm. a student standpoint, right? Like, this is this is what we produce. We produce these amazing students like this, yeah. And uh, let me uh, bring in uh, Griffin. Uh, how does one become 
uh, an ambassador. Uh, what was the process? The process to apply for, to be a student ambassador is first you have to actually apply, and then you get interviewed by one of the um, one of the leaders of the ambassadors, and then you have to do an essay of what you will bring to the MIS student ambassadors. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to ask you uh, here in a moment a couple of other questions. I want to ask what you most like about the school, and I'm also going to ask you about uh, what you're going, where you're going to go to high school and maybe what you're going to study. So get those answers prepared as well, okay? Uh, and uh, Rebecca, uh, Becca Keeler uh, is seventh grade, and uh, how many ambassadors are there and uh, maybe you can talk about your own, you know, role as an ambassador and how, how it's been for you. Make sure you get right close up to that mic, Becca. We yeah. have 35 student ambassadors, all 6th through 8th grade. And, like, our roles as ambassadors is, like, as Georgie said, to welcome people. Mm-hmm. We want them to feel, like, at home at our school so that we can give them their best experience. Yeah, so it's got you. Got to be somebody that likes people and uh, wants to welcome, them, especially the, uh, the the young kids at the school. I mean, to see the upperclassmen, you know, welcoming them and making them feel at home, that must be very, that uh, might be cool. So, all right, I'm going to come back to you. Let me uh, bring Sister Marianne back into the conversation. The uh, the virtues in practice, uh, Sister Marianne, developed by the Nashville Dominicans. Obviously, you kind of already kind of alluded to this about uh, helping the, the the kids grow in virtue. But what how exactly is that incorporated into the the program there at Mary Macklet? So the Virtues in Practice program is a three-year curriculum for and based on one year of faith, one of hope, one of charity, and then there is a Virtue of the Month. Um, there are also saints dedicated for each grade level, so say pre-K and K, one through three, four, five, and six, and seventh and eighth. So those saints are. Um, so we we do a lot of things to develop a virtue looking at each one individually. So like this month, the virtue is cheerfulness. Um, so February is a nice month to be thinking of happy thoughts when it's kind of dark out and maybe icy as we started last week. So, um, but virtue is just part of what we do. Um, it's, it's part of living. So the students actually come every week to a live event broadcast through the whole school, uh, where two students will come in dialogue. Sister Sophia writes those dialogues of, helping uh, students understand each of the virtues in depth, more in depth. So, Yeah, and uh, what is hydroponics? Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what it means, but it's, it's an elective. It must have something to do with it. hydro. Is that water or, or what is? Yes, so hydroponics is an elective for 7th and 8th graders where they we have towers and we also have other, like a really basic PVC pipe, but where we grow seedlings and then we have that in water with special lights that help. Um, so last semester, the hydroponics elective grew an entire tower of different kinds of lettuce. You could just walk by, pick off some lettuce. Faculty room actually often had fresh lettuce for lunch uh, because these were growing in the school. But it's a way for students to experience um, a, a combination of things. One is just what what is something, a growing thing? How do you nurture it? What does it look like? Um, can't really, not necessarily yet. We are planning to get our hands dirty with some other things later. But for now, it's water and and the special lights and the and the special nutrients that go into that. Um, one thing uh, this semester, the the um, elective includes a business component. So, um, what can you produce, and then what what might it take to produce that? What kind of how much time to cultivate it? What about the water, the electricity, and then how does in turn what do you need to sell that for? 
uh, to make a profit. So our, actually our science teacher and our business program um, director is work are working together for that elective. Yeah. And, uh, well, tell us also about uh, the opportunities for sacraments, uh, mass or uh, confession or anything else uh, there during the, the regular school. I, I know there's opportunities for mass on a regular basis, right? Yes. So the students go to mass. Uh, the whole school goes once a week, usually on Fridays, unless it's a holy day. And then the students go... Um, and that mass is directed by the students, led, you know, they sing, they do the readings. And then once a week, they go, once a month, they go um, as a smaller group to a Wednesday mass. So they see that going to daily mass can be, um, you know, an easy thing to do and, and something that people do practice. So the other sacraments, of course, uh, Sacrament of Reconciliation, we have as a school for Advent and Lent. Also, um, Sacrament of First Reconciliation for second graders and also, um, First Holy Communion for second graders. And then confirmation is our eighth graders. So they begin in seventh grade preparing, but mm. they are confirmed in eighth grade. Um, those are all um, directed by their their homeroom teachers and the sacramental preparation. Yeah, very nice. Uh, thank you, Sister Marianne. I want to go back to our ambassadors. And uh, there's an open house this Thursday, as I mentioned. And I want to talk to uh, uh, Nicole about some of the, the details of that. But uh, first, let me just give you all each a chance to brag a little bit about the school. And uh, just kind of an open-ended question. Uh, you know, if you were asked uh, on an elevator and you had, you know, 45 seconds to answer, like, what do you like about Mary Immaculate Catholic School? I want to know uh, what would be, you know, the the top thing or a couple of things that you like and we'll just kind of go in that same order so uh georgie delgado again eighth grader uh, mary Macklin school what would you say what's what's your favorite thing about mary Macklin? i love how many opportunities mary Macklin gives us such as doing a radio show being, <laughs> <laughs> being part of student council we made um we started making a greenhouse um 3d model we do many different projects, and it gets us really involved. I enjoy all that. Yeah, it sounds like there's a little something for everybody. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, whatever your interests are, business or, you know, that kind of thing. Hydroponics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Griffin, what about you? What, what's, what's your favorite thing about the school? Um, I love the teachers there because they're always there trying to help you. And if you're struggling in a class, they, like, make sure you get caught up instead of, like, keep trailing behind everyone. And so I just think that's really nice have them like have your back yeah very nice uh, and becca how about you what what do you most like about the school my favorite thing is how creative you can be i'm really into art and all that and like the art teacher doesn't give you like one specific assignment that you have to stay on you can kind of add like your own stuff to that to make yeah. it like your own right right yeah get, get outside the box a little bit huh okay so i'm gonna yeah where are you going to school in high school and what do you want to do ultimately if you know I, I don't know that i knew when i was your age what i wanted to do but uh, it sounds like maybe something artistic based uh, here in a moment but let's go back to uh, nicole grove a director of admissions and uh what is going on thursday and maybe an invitation to those who are listening who might want to check out mary Macklet's school um and also i know you got some cool facts about mary Macklet as well uh, maybe you can share some of that as well sure so our school um um, is very diverse. We pull from lots of different zip codes. Uh, we have students that come from Coppell, Farmers Branch, Dallas, Frisco, Carrollton, Louisville. So uh, it's not your typical neighborhood school. We we have a little bit of everything. So it's it's really interesting to get a real world feel in our school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that everyone's coming from the same zip code. So that's that's really nice. 
We have 437 currently enrolled students, and we have 50 graduating eighth graders. It's a big school. It's a really yeah. big school. Yeah, yeah it's it's, uh, but it it has a small community feel. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing with that many kids how they can all work together. Um, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, our open house is coming up on Thursday, February 9th. We have one at 9 a.m. and at 6:30 p.m. You can register for that online at mischool.org. And we would love to give you a tour and have some of these great students show you around and answer any questions that you might have about the admissions process. Yeah, and so uh, that's going to be this Thursday, either 9 a.m. or 6.30 p.m. They can go to the website, mischool.org. Uh, one question that probably comes up all the time is about financing it and how am I going to afford Catholic school education? I'm sure you have an answer sure. for that. What, 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 what do you say about that? Of course, and you're a, you're a parent of a... Yeah. I am a parent, And so yeah. you have to deal with it from both ends. But what, how, how do people afford Catholic school education? I think we're an extremely fortunate school that we have a very supportive community. Um, We keep the costs down as much as we can so that we are accessible to whomever wants to receive a Catholic education. So right now our supportive tuition rate for the parish is $7,630. It's it's an amazing investment in your child's future. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned 437 students. Uh, what's, you know, there's got probably some point where you're like, you know, we're full. What would be the ideal? Uh, do, do you, would you like to have five or 600? Or <laughs> maybe that's a Sister Marianne question. <laughs> I think that number changes all the time, depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah, so. um, our maximum capacity is 500, but okay. we don't want to grow too much too fast. So, you know, we're shooting for 445 next year. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. That's uh, um, by Catholic school standards. I know I've I've talked to some principals and they oh we got 150 students or so and so uh, that is uh, a big one. So all right, let's uh, go back to our wonderful uh, ambassadors again. We're talking about Mary Maca Catholic School. You can find them online at mischool.org. Uh, the mission of Mary Maca Catholic School, as you'll see on their website, is to provide academic excellence in a Catholic and Christ-centered environment. And so uh, you guys have had a little time to think about this. What do you want to do with for the rest of your life? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, so Georgie, you're um, in your last semester uh, at Mary Macklet. So certainly you've thought or maybe applied or been accepted. So do you know where you're going next year? Uh, well, I've applied to Ursuline Academy of Dallas, and I'm really hoping that I'll get in. So you haven't found out yet, huh? Not yet. Okay, so I, I remember, I went to Jesuit, and I remember getting the letter in the mail, and all my friends were calling and saying they got accepted into Lynch or, you know, Don or uh, 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 John Paul II didn't even exist at that time. <laughs> when I was, but uh, so so you're, have you done the interview and all mm-hmm. that? So you're just kind of waiting to find out, huh? Mm-hmm. I bet you you'll get in. That's just, uh, <laughs> just my, my gut feeling, but uh, I don't have any poll, I promise you. <laughs> all right, so do you know what you want to do, uh, uh, study or anything? Uh, at this point? Well, I'm interested in psychology, but I'm also interested in theater, such as directing and filmmaking. So it's sort of like a pull between whether I be psychiatrist yeah. or a director. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in college before I figured out what I was going to do. So don't, don't worry. <laughs> I think as long as you're kind of thinking about it. So awesome. Well, Georgie, thanks so much for coming back. And I guess we won't see you next year because you're going to graduate. So God bless you in your future. Uh, Griffin Hess, uh, eighth grade also. Griffin, how about you? What do you think you're going to do next year? Um, I'm I'm applying to JP2 High School, and I also hope I get in. <laughs> I would think so, yeah. yeah. Okay, do you have any idea what you might 
want to, to do with in professionally in your life or have you given that any thought yet? I'm not sure yet, but my dad owns a company. He's an insurance agent. So I'm thinking maybe when I grow up, I might take on the business. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's awesome to have that uh, to look forward to. And uh, Becca Keeler is in seventh grade, so she <laughs> probably hasn't given this a whole lot of thought yet. She's still got some time, but you said you like art. And do you have an idea what you might want to do? I think, well, there's three things that I like want to mainly be. Yeah. So the three would be like a musician and like a lawyer or a psychiatrist. Oh, wow. Because they're all very interesting. Yeah, that's a very diverse, uh, you know, different professions as well. So awesome. You guys are uh, amazing. I, if I was asked to do what you're doing when I was your age, I, I don't know what, I don't think I could have handled it, but uh, you guys uh, handled it with great poise. So thanks for coming in. And uh, everybody may not realize y'all do is that after you finish this, you're going to do a video with Sissel. And so Sissel's probably taking notes about what y'all like to do. I know how Sissel is. So she'll probably incorporate your particular interest into the video. So that will show up on our Facebook page probably sometime today or tomorrow as well. So um, I'd like to uh, ask Mar uh, Sister Marianne, uh, anything else that you'd like to just say uh, to invite people to come out on Thursday? And then uh, maybe uh, Nicole can give the final details uh, one more time about how people can register for this. So uh, uh, maybe you can just have a chance to brag about the school a little mm -hmm. bit, Sister Marianne. Sure. We're, we welcome everyone to come and see the good things that are happening at Mary Immaculate. Um, certainly our students are, are so fine. They come every day with a smile, happy to be there, ready to go. And our teachers have prepared um, fine lessons for them, steadfast, you know, um, ready to prepare them for the future. So I, I feel like that the things that are happening at Mary Immaculate, I think when I arrived four years ago, the, the message I kept hearing was uh, Mary Immaculate is a, the best kept secret. And um, we've now arrived at a place where we're not a secret anymore, and we're and we're doing wonderful things there uh, for the kingdom. And um, I just hope that the more that can join us, the better it can be for for those students and for their families and for the church. Mm -hmm. And I will say, you know, I went to St. Patrick's uh, in Dallas, and um, as I look back at my time at St. Patrick's, the principal was a lady named Sister Laura. And she was one of the fondest memories I had at St. Patrick's. I remember I had a, a, a brain injury, and she would ride her moped to my house to tutor me. <laughs> Can you imagine a, a fully habited nun on a moped or driving? To, and so I, I think uh, it's such a blessing to have uh, nuns, uh, sisters on campus, and I'm sure the students all just just you know, so. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your vocation. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, and uh, so Sister uh, Marianne, the principal there at Mary Immaculate School. So let's uh, close out. Nicole Grobe is Director of Admissions. So can you just one more time give all the details of what's happening on Thursday and what people need to do if they want to go? Sure. So our open house is Thursday, February 9th at either 9 a.m. or 6.30 p.m. And you can register to attend by visiting our website, mischool.org. We really look forward to meeting you and showing you our wonderful school. All right. Well, thank you very much, Nicole Grobe and Sister Marianne, and also our wonderful ambassadors. I bet uh, all your parents and friends are listening. <laughs> well, the ones that aren't in school, right? Uh, uh, Georgie Delgado, Becca Keeler, and Griffin Hess from Mary Immaculate School. Thanks for being here, and uh, look forward to seeing what you guys put together as far as your video. And also thanks to, to Father Alphonse Nazaro, the pastor there at Mary Immaculate, just a great, great priest and friend, and uh, really uh, has really been so proactive in 
getting students wherever he is to come in and be a part of something like this. So I think that's that's a great tribute to him as well. So thank you, Father Alphonse. And uh, thank you to Cecil and Diane and to, to William for this uh, putting this program together. We thank you for listening. And uh, if you uh, want to get a hold of us for anything, just email kth at grnonline.com, and that'll go to me and Cecil and Diane, and we'd love to hear from you. God bless you. Thank you for listening. This has been The Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.